just a bunch of witty bitches. Hey, Papa. Hey, I have a quip. You have a quip. We'll put that for a quip. It's just cadals. Guten Tag and welcome to Witty Banter, episode number 176. Two in a row now. Guten Tag number two. I'm trying to get myself get acclimated. A guten immerse myself into the culture. What? It's not Abend right now, is it afternoon? It is definitely Abend. Abend is, is evening. Oh, or God night. damn it. Knocked. Well, I'm learning a little bit. Learn still, of course, because thankfully I have somebody to teach me. Mr. Chase Williams, how are you doing today, Chase? Doing well. How are you folks doing? We're doing amazing. Well, actually, I can speak for myself. I'm doing very well. Hunter Dorset, how are you doing today? I'm doing uh, okay. I'll take it. You're wearing your signature green Hunter Green shirt. Yeah, you got yeah, your yeah. Hunter Green headphones on. You're really living the full Hunter life right now, which I see. I suppose. I mean... I've got nothing to say to that. <laughs> no, okay, great. I'm trying to pitch some stuff up, but sometimes witty banter, us. everybody. Witty, witty, witty. Something witty, something witty. That's all right. That's okay. <laughs> well, welcome to the show, everybody. This is episode number 176. Like I specified before, we're getting closer and closer to number 200. Man, we're getting etching yeah. away. Right, I can feel it coming very soon. Yeah, you're getting the itch. Absolutely. There's something yeah, in the you air. Guys you guys can. Know? You can bring both your beers over when we record that episode. <laughs> no, absolutely. Everyone can play along and have a he's, good time. He's making a reference to our malt liquor travesty. What was the malt liquor travesty? Somebody I drank two different 40s, and you guys only had one oh, apiece. We split one apiece. There was bring. a miscommunication. There was a miscommunication. I had no idea. <laughs> but anyway. luckily, we did not forget our brew daddies today because we're teeing up something special. Hunter, what are we drinking over here? Okay, so this is the Amarillo by Morning. A double India Pale Ale by Champion Brewing Company. Um, it doesn't have a whole... Oh, okay, here, on the back. 85 IBU, 9% alcohol by volume. And it Damn. says, this is a big, juicy, double IPA, bittered with Apollo hops, and dry hopped with equal parts Summit and Amarillo for a heady nose. Is That's damn. a perfectly succinct... <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, it's not Thank too you. long. Thank you, champion, Off to for a keeping strong, it brief. It's strong succinct. start. Now, are it's Summit too, and Amarillo or uh, hops? Huh? Summit and Amarillo or hops? No, I think you were saying Apollo hops. Oh, gotcha. Amarillo is Amarillo by Morning is a very famous country song. Oh, of course. I don't know how Amarillo I missed that. By morning. I'm excited about this one, man, because I think that you know, as we get closer into the the festivities of the holidays, you know, like we just passed through one of the big three. Right yeah. now we're on our way to Thanksgiving. You know, you're gonna get all these themes, a lot of gimmicks. Hunter's favorite holiday. Hunter, you got to be pretty jazzed right now, huh? <laughs> Turkey <laughs> goblins all around. I uh, throwing up the gourds all about the house. I think it just sucks because like somebody had a pretty good meme the other day where it's like October 31st, Halloween, or October to October 31st, Halloween, November 1st to November 21st. Christmas, <laughs> November twenty second, Thanksgiving. Everything after that, Christmas. Christmas, yeah. And so, like, everybody's true. already listening to Christmas music mm-hmm. and like talking about decorations and shit. And this is the time of year that I'm just like more mad about it than anything. I'm just like the Grinch of Thanksgiving. You're just really trying to push for these like really stout traditions for Thanksgiving. You're yeah. Like, Hold up, you guys didn't wear your pilgrim hats yeah. over here. <laughs> Come on, guys, we do it every year. Yeah. Yeah, for real. But no, but, I'm stoked. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be good. But good Thanksgiving. Good Thanksgiving, hopefully, right? Chase, what are you drinking today? 
Okay, so this is another new uh, scotch that I actually haven't had on the original run. So we've been really fleshing out the whole DLC area of this new game plus um, smorgasbord. And right. it's called the Cole Isla. And that's C-A-O-L. Cole. Aged 12 years. So uh, whenever I see 12, I usually consider that to be one of like the entry level sort of agings. Yeah. Right. And uh, let me read what's on the bottle here. It says... Out of sight in a remote cove near Port, ah, whatever that doesn't matter. No, no. Basically, <laughs> yeah. wow, just hit him with that. That's a, that's a stupid story. <laughs> it says, "This is what really matters." Cole Isla combines an unmistakable Islay character with sublime drinkability. Islay being a region in Scot or Scotland where much of the Scotch is made. It's a forty-three percent alcohol by volume, so a little bit lighter. Right. Um. Now with Scotch, you're either going, you're typically going to get what is called a very peated flavor. It's uh, when the grain is smoked with the peat moss from the Isle region, uh, and usually if you get a Scotch that isn't peated at all, it's like okay, you're really just making these for the non-Scotch drinkers, and uh, I'm okay with that. But I drink Scotch for that robust uh, smokiness. Right. And on the first smell in the first sip, this one's definitely bringing it. Um, it smells and very much has like a leather taste right off the bat to it. And that kind of leathery characteristic is what I really look for in a scotch. So the first impression is super strong. Right on. Strong. First impressions are very important. You know, sometimes people define you by the first 20 minutes of meeting you. But now you've been also playing a game. You've been playing a little bit of Red Dead Redemption recently, haven't you? Now, your yeah. first impression was very good. Yeah, very okay. strong. Very strong. You sold me, for sure. Sweet. Is it still going that way so far? So, I just wanted to kind of talk to you guys just briefly. It's very rare that you play a game where the moment you've turned it off, you're just thinking about it the entire time. Right. Either what you have been playing or what you can't wait to play again. Uh, and you're just, you can't wait to get back on the sticks. That's definitely how Red Dead Redemption 2 is for me right yeah. now. I have to reiterate again that the characters and the story in this game are such an incredibly draw, incredible draw and sell. And you're really able to create, you're really, you're able to paint into the lines who Arthur Morgan is, who is the protagonist. And it's gotten to the point now where we were kind of in this new region and um, we're kind of like setting up camp or whatever. And these like random outlaws kind of come up to us and they're, they're given uh, Arthur Morgan like trouble they're like you got to pay a toll here because we own this land or whatever and Darian and I are both like playing it and it's gotten to the point now where Arthur Morgan is such a character in our eyes that we like looked at each other and we both basically said at the same time like these guys don't know who the fuck they're talking to and oh, we were shit. like we were like ready for the mission to pop off so we could fucking cap these guys right <laughs> right and so it's just gotten to the point where the story is so strong there's definitely missions that I think are a little weak, but they still just give me more time with the protagonist that I really like. But what I wanted to talk about more specifically is I think this game is capturing the spirit of the American Western to such a degree that I really feel like I don't need to go watch classic Western movies and I don't need to go watch and read like classic Western fiction to understand what that spirit is because Red Dead Redemption 2 is the embodiment of that spirit. And I really think that like at the end of the day, that can is kind of like the, the highest level of what they're kind of going for is like, they're creating an epic Western. And 
it has interested me so much that I literally went to the library this morning and took out two history books on the American frontier and how the American frontier like folded into American culture and society as we know it now. And I'm literally getting more intrigued in this frontier uh, history as a part of like American history as a part of our own heritage because of this game. And like, that's how much this game has saturated my sort of mind state, you know? Yeah, that's cool. Like, that's awesome. Given the fact that, I mean, you can, there's been some modern like Western revival movies and maybe they like kind of break the mold of not really being traditional Westerns. You have mm-hmm. things like No Country for Old Men right, or other yeah. things that like play on the theme. But it's kind of nice to see that they're sort of like not reinventing it because it's showing or it's demonstrating this sort of Western like cinematic culture that was so iconic to American cinema culture, mm-hmm. but doing it again through this new vessel of video games, which I think is cool. We might see that with other things as well. Yeah. You know, maybe like a Greek epic or yeah. something like that, right? <laughs> Would you say that maybe God of War could be doing something like that for you? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I finished God of War and I was telling uh, I was telling Chase and you that I'm going to start compiling my thoughts on this and uh, actually trying to put like a structured review out there. Um, I actually have, I feel like I have things to say about it that are not just like general blase like I usually give them yeah. my reviews. So a straightforward um, game. But I, I enjoy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Controls are great. The <laughs> match were awesome. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so, but yeah, uh, to your point, Chase, on the whole Red Dead, uh, redemption thing, I mean, the thing, the thing that I think is exciting and interesting about hearing all that is, you know, with a video game, you can do anything, right? Like, you, yeah. c- you can make the game as extravagant or as bombastic as, you know, you, your thoughts are, right? But to actually really try to provide, a very quality experience in something that's grounded in history and reality and just really focus on the finer details and give everybody that, that really deep seated experience of what it's like to be in the, you know, what it would be like to be in the, um, in the country and as a cowboy or whatever. Uh, that's pretty dope, man. That the, the fact that they're really just like honing in on that and not making it something other than that, I guess. Not just a yeah. fun game. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, is it, it is still fun. Yeah. So where they can find, where they can, where they can indulge on the more spaghetti side of the fiction is, you know, and 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 still deliver their own voice through it being a rock star game. It's all just blending really well. Um, so that's all I can really give give you guys now. I'm gonna keep playing it. I'm like thirty eight percent through the story Damn, right now, it. and I fully intend on. Yeah, it's a big game, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I fully intend on like completing it because I got a hundred percent on the original Red Dead and it's kind of structured the same, which is I think a strength because it's just like I wanted more of that. But right. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna keep talking about it and um I'll keep letting you guys know how it's uh developing. Yeah, for sure, man. I I, I would like to be kept up to date on it. It sounds Absolutely. like a really fucking cool and innovative game. And I think could lead to more games like it with different premises that can really like immerse yourself into this world like that. So yeah. I'm excited to see how that turns out. Uh, but let's go talk about the real world for a second because okay. the real world gets also pretty crazy. All right. This is Woody Banter. Now, Woody Banter, we normally, as everybody knows, we keep it pretty fucking PG. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. We're for the babies. We're for the children. We yeah. want the yeah, exactly. We're trying lowest to, common denominator. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely, of course. But this one, this is going to be a wild episode. Okay, we got a lot of wacky stuff. Okay, we've got masked men. We've got sex. We've got all sorts of different violent and crazy <laughs> stuff going sex. on. It's going to be wild. <laughs> so, without further ado, with that setup, Chase, you take it away. You've had a pretty fun and amazing uh, weekend. I assume. was it over the weekend. Or was it before? Yeah, that? it was. It was all day Saturday. All I right. felt like I got to live kind of an iconic, renowned experience, and that is, I went into Mexico for the first time, specifically to Tijuana. And I just want to ask you guys: when you hear about Tijuana mm-hmm. or visiting Tijuana, what kind of comes to your head? Because right. I certainly had my own preconceptions, right. and I was going in knowing that I had bought a ticket to a lucha lucha libre wrestling match, and that's kind of all I was cued in on and it ended up being a whole lot more than that so when you guys hear tijuana what do you think think of like a romanticized place of again things that are a little bit more risque or things that are maybe more like wild and loose you know i don't i hesitate to use a word like dangerous or like that's kind of what i think or wild but i just have heard stories of people that like get arrested for stupid reasons like people that have gotten hurt while they're there people that have gotten in trouble while something they're there. about the town encourages your your darker more seated side i guess you know, so, yeah. that might emerge <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that's what i'm yeah. getting that that and tequila are like pretty much what i think of yeah so we crossed over the border on foot which was Sick. incredibly easy we basically just walked <laughs> around these little tunnels trump's gonna be i flashed so my passport the guy looked at it for like five seconds and i was through <laughs> and we get down there um, and we went into a casino immediately. That's right across the border. And we placed bets on sports games. And I'm not a big betting kind of person, but what we did was called like parlays. Hunter, have yeah. you, you heard of that term? Yeah, it's where you bet so, on a bunch of different ones, right? Yeah. So, and I was very new to this. Apparently, what you do is you bet on multiple different sports games and you have to hit every single bet for you to win the money. Right. So, it's a very cheap ticket, but you got to get all of your, your guesses right, basically. Uh, so we're immediately drinking, replacing our bets. And what I, you know, I, I don't gamble. I don't really find gambling fun. But what I recognize about this parlay thing is that for the rest of the night, we were always looking at televisions and like you had skin in the game. You're like, <laughs> you want to know what the scores of these sports were. And it kind of gives you this unifying sort of rallying cry throughout the whole course of the night. And, you know, as you get drunker and stuff, you start getting more and more dramatic about these games and things like that. Mm-hmm. So that was something that was new for me. That was a lot of fun. Um, and so basically right off the bat, when we got there, I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to drink as much as I can. Like I'm here <laughs> right. Smart. to get Classic. blitzed. Yeah, of course. And we were like f- apparently 20 minutes from the town of Tecate where they make Tecate. Hmm. And dude, Tecate tastes fucking amazing down there. Hmm. It tastes different because it's really close to the source and they have like a 3.9% version that's lighter that comes in basically like a one liter bottle. <laughs> and we were basically just slinging those bottles everywhere. You could bring them in wherever you wanted. As long as you weren't drinking on the streets, you were fine, right? Nice. We eat dinner. And like I said, I'm supposed to be showing up for a Lucha Libre match. But they had other plans. My, my group of friends had other plans as well. Apparently in the main strip of Tijuana, there is a very famous strip club called... Hong Kong. So famous that like when I told Darian at the end of the like the next morning that I went to Hong Kong, she was like, what? You went there without me? All my friends have been telling me about this. Apparently, it's pretty well known around here. And dude, this strip club 
was out of control. I've been to a few in Europe where they're pretty wild. They're pretty wild. They're pretty wonky. Mm-hmm. Tons of chicks. And what really set this night off was I had just been catching up with my buddies, you know, before crossing the border, telling them I got engaged and stuff. And then the fucking word bachelor party comes out. Nice. And I'm like, guys, oh, no. no, like <laughs> I'm not, I did not sign up for this tonight. And they're fucking feeding me shots. They're like, they're just, they're and like, I'm trying to keep a level head. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, I'm thinking I'm You're here grounded. to party. I'm here to have a good time, but I have to keep on top of my shit. And I'm like, I'm going to take these shots. You guys, <laughs> but I got to get back to America. <laughs> But I'm telling you, like, you're either doing this with me or you better fucking get ready for when I'm a little too, you know, a little too drunk. Needless to say, like, without going into some of the raunchier details that happened at this strip club, it was a one of a kind of experience. (laughs) And leaving there, I was very wasted. Yeah. Mm. Show up to the Lucha Libre. Turns out the tickets are ringside. And I've never even seen wrestling before. (laughs) But I got to watch three and a half hours of masked Mexican wrestling guys, and it was fucking fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I saw the picture that you sent, and I was like, "Damn, those are pretty intense." You were right next to it, man. Pretty intense flip that guy was pulling on that dude. Dude, they would literally jump into the crowd. Like at any point in time, you had to be ready for like 160 pound wrestlers to like fly on you. Awesome. And it didn't happen to me, but like plenty of other people got literally just taken out because they would just they would launch themselves out of the ring and flip and land into the crowd. Yeah, oh man. <laughs> sounds dangerous, but sounds awesome. Man. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, that would be funny to just like like watch the person next to you just get blitzed, like just get get like owned. fucking smashed and you're like, <laughs> yeah. damn it, not me. Come on, over here. Yeah, right. I'd be like, yes. and it was dope because <laughs> it was like this tiny little dome that held maybe like a thousand people, so it was like very intimate. And I was telling my friends, I was like, this is like a rock concert, except people want to be here and they're excited. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Yeah. the crowd's electric. <laughs> yeah, and and I never really go. Go. I ahead. was gonna ask. I mean, like, um, you know. Uh, a lot of wrestling now is all this like dramatized theatrical bullshit. I mean, how much of it was that? And then how much of it was just like high octane craziness? So they, there was definitely a few storylines that people were following. Apparently the main event was like a hair match where the loser had to like, the, the loser was going to get their long ass hair cut by the winner. <laughs> so there was some stakes. Yeah, yeah for sure. You know? Um, but that being said, I really got to see the performative side of wrestling where they're, they're basically doing like martial arts stunts in yeah. front of you yeah. all night yeah. and like some of the takedowns. Yeah, of course. Oh my God. It was amazing. And like they had, uh, at one point these women came out and did like, it was like a f- two on two. No, they did like tag team matches, yeah. dude, that I got to watch. <laughs> awesome. Oh shit. Tag team is always that, better. Yeah. It was so cool. And like what was super dope was the, the main event. One of the guy's name was. El Bestia or La Bestia mm-hmm. and he had 666 on his mask and I was like oh, alright what's going on here I'm into this right. and he ended up winning dude it was fucking right. super cool the beast won man there you, go. The you can't stop him <laughs> there's something just like when it comes to like modern American wrestling that I'm so disinterested in and I'm like I yeah. don't care about it but when you just flip the script just a pinch yeah, you put in that fucking lucha libre fucking Mexican flair yeah. onto wrestling it just becomes this enamoring sort of like awesome spectacle to me yeah man well you kind of like I, I don't know I, I guess I kind of like almost um, align it a little bit more with like you know, like American soap operas suck, but then apparently like Latin soap operas are actually right, like yeah. kind of dope. There's you know? a lot of heat, you know, <laughs> yeah, a lot of like, romance. Oh man, this is actually spicy. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> 
my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what was super cool was like they were they fed off the crowd. Like anytime they would turn and look at you, if you would like cheer them on, they would get more pumped and they'd be like walking around and you could like high five them and like Fucking hit them on the back. <laughs> yeah, it felt like being at a hockey match in that way where you're just like slamming beers and like just getting rowdy, shaking the right? glass. <laughs> yeah. okay. yeah. oh, man. No glass. That sounds fucking by the time, incredible, dude. Yeah. But by, by the time we left, it was getting closer to like 10 o'clock. And this is where we went to this place called Taco Alley, where apparently Anthony Bourdain had filmed one of his episodes at, which was kind of cool. And like, I don't say that to be like, oh, we got to go with Anthony Bourdain. You know, I, I try to be as <laughs> unpretentious as possible there. But there was a reason why they took him like they staked that place out. Hmm. And I had the best tacos of my life, dude. Like just straight up with without a doubt. I mean, <laughs> I the first bite I had, I had this epiphany and the epiphany was food in America is fucking bland yeah. because these tacos were so well spiced. They were hot. <laughs> yeah, they were spicy, but they had so much fucking flavor, dude. And like the corn tortillas were the best tortillas I've ever had. Yeah. That's like, so important when it comes to tacos, man. Mm-hmm. And nobody does it better than Mexico. You know, like the tortilla <laughs> itself is just such an amazing. And like, if you get that right, you're fucking seventy five percent of the way there. How much of uh, how much of the awesome taste was due to the munchies? <laughs> oh yeah, that is true. <laughs> I don't get the munchies, homie. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's yeah. always got the munchies. A- He's just called that B and Chase. <laughs> oh man. But no, it was super good, and like. It's really hard for me to put a finger on how Mexico was different because it certainly felt different. Like there was a certain freedom and a certain looseness there, whether it was because we were on this main drag that was kind of the party city. I mean, it reminded me me a little bit of uh, Europe and like when you get to sort of the seedier, more party centric European districts. Yeah. Um, But there was like call girls all up and down the streets that were very much like, yep, you can pick up any of these chicks and they're like touching you and fucking grabbing my ass and shit and like (laughs) trying to get you to walk away with them. And we went into this like tiny basement of a bar where like everybody was rolling up spliffs where apparently it's just like this place that's known to be friendly towards that kind of thing. And I really felt like I got the full experience. I didn't walk back across the border until like 2 a.m., which was just as easy to leave as it was to to get in. And I was like, wow, I had the full experience. Like I saw I saw everything. I pro- it, it probably could have gotten way more seedier. I'm happy it didn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'm also happy that it was a CD like as it was. And it was just dope to, I, I think kind of Tijuana is a little bit of world renowned for its reputation of, of being what it is. And I was really happy that I got to partake in that kind of legendary narrative, you know? Right. So it did live up to its, its reputation, which is very cool. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's cool. Cause I haven't really gotten to have like a true Mexico experience. I basically just like crossed the border and like went to your hotel done shopping yeah, and yeah, stuff sure. and, <laughs> yeah. and then went back. Oh man. That sounds fucking wild. And like a night you will probably never forget yeah. or hopefully yeah. you will remember Definitely soon. Not. Yeah. Really. <laughs> Some parts hopefully will come back to you, right? And you'd be like, oh, shit, that's right. Oh, man, but that sounds fucking insane, dude. Yeah, that's dope. All right, man. So that's enough of the real world. Let's go on over to the news world. Yeah, it's a Hunter's Corner. That's Hunter's Corner. I just have a small little thing that I think Chase will like. I don't really know your take on this, Max. I I am an enigma. I think you'll like it. Uh, the the title of this article is Tom Hanks calls emotional Toy Story four ending a moment in history. Toy Story three or Toy Story, Toy Story 4? three or Toy Story Toy 4? Story four. 
There's only been three Toy Stories. They're coming out with a fourth Toy Story. And they're, and they're fi- selling it by saying this? Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is, did you guys know there was a Toy, a toy Story 4 coming out? I did not. No, I man. had no idea. So it's going to come out next summer, June 2019. And uh, the article is basically just like, you know, Tom's, Tom Hanks got on uh, this guy's radio show and was kind of just talking about his experience because I think they're trying to like be a little more definitive that this will be the last one and or at least, I don't know, foreseeably, you never fucking know. But right. um, this is Tom Hanks, who voices Woody the Cowboy in Pixar's long running Toy Story series, uh, revealed that he got emotional recording the movie's final scene. And he kind of talks about like so. the whole process, and he goes, when I realized what they were going for, I realized, oh, this is a moment in history. The actor added, the emotional range of the movies has become more and more deep and profound and affecting. And Tim Allen also said he got choked up while recording, and it's so emotional, it's so funny, it's so big. They have great characters, but a couple of scenes toward the end were really hard to get through. So basically, I was just going to gauge y'all's interest on... Toy Story 4, should they have just let it lie with Toy Story 3? Um, are you excited yeah. for a Toy Story 4? <laughs> and what if they made it something where it was like a little more deep or where it was like commenting on society or something or if there was something that was actually a little more adult? I don't know. I'm just wondering like what should we what should we go in thinking I about? Was, yeah, I always considered Toy Story to be adult even from the first one on. Well, I yeah. do. It's 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 got like a childish charm, but um, right. I mean, it's a it's a kids movie, but it's a classic kids movie in that like there is a lot of content for adults. It's like Willy Wonka. You yeah, know? no, no, no. I'm well, not trying to say that adults can't enjoy it. I but. think that it also just came out in a time when that was a little bit more um, typical for for cartoons and stuff to have. You know, like I think that if you just look back at just the era when Toy Story came out with like those earlier cartoons like Ren and Stimpy and stuff or like just even cartoons that we enjoyed that like as we got older, we started noticing things that we could enjoy as an adult, you know, where now I feel like uh, a lot of cartoons are almost like self-aware of that and both like adults and kids enjoy the same elements of the cartoons, if that makes sense. Yeah. But when in regards to there being a fourth Toy Story, that sounds crazy to me because I had a lot of closure. When Toy yeah. Story oh my god! Ended. Yeah, exactly. For yeah, me that, personally, that's exactly it. And like, I, I, I really felt that because I felt that I, I grew up. I'm very fortunate. I think we all are very fortunate to have like grown up in a pretty like accurate timeline as to when the story was going. We on. were the same age as we Andy. Were the same yeah. age as Andy, right? Yeah. So every little each the first two stories were things that we could relate to, and then we as we got older and could had more adult things to relate to, we related to that element of like yeah. leaving those toys and stuff behind. Mm-hmm. So I've really felt like I admired Toy Story for having such a unified and succinct and like closed off ending like that. So I feel like Toy Story 4, I'm not sure where they're going to go. That's, that's going to get I'm me wondering. invested yeah. and then let yeah. me cho- get choked up again. You yeah. know what I mean? It, it's interesting too to see them sort of up the ante on its emotional resonance considering Toy Story 3 had one of the most emotional scenes I've ever witnessed in a theater. And that's like, exactly what I was thinking. Is like, like it was, the specifics yeah. of what, you know, I, I think at the end of it, you know, if you really think back on it, like, I don't know if any of us really thought they were going to die in that moment, but 
the I think just the fact Dude, I was kind of, yeah, but in that moment, yeah, like, in the moment, you really yeah. were like, what the fuck? Well, I think what I was thinking about it, it's just the stakes that for the first time in any you know where they had they had really sort of embraced this idea of like mortality and kind of just this acceptance of like, okay, this is the end, and you're like, oh shit, you know, like this is a fucking big deal. Like they're embracing the fact they're gonna die right here in this fucking kids movie. This is crazy, you know. And so yeah, I'm excited. I'm always. I'm probably gonna watch Toy Story four for sure. Um, but yeah, it's hard for me to imagine them upping the ante beyond not only that dramatic scene, but yeah, like the closure you're saying. And so it's this weird thing where like I'm excited for it, but I'm like, did they need it? <laughs> I was gonna yeah, I was gonna mention in the way that the article is portrayed. Like it's one thing for the actors to come out and be like, yo. Uh, we really think that the writers like outdid themselves. We're extremely excited for you guys to see this because we got very emotional um, recording this and we didn't think that the writing team was willing to go where it went. Uh, but kind of teeing it up as like, oh, you guys are you don't even know what's coming. Like you're going to be crying and pissing your pants. That kind of makes me defensive. Like, right. Really? Well, I, like I prove think- it. I think it's suspicious. I yeah. think it maybe what maybe I the way I framed it was a little more of the first. I think they were trying to give mm-hmm. a lot of credit to the writers and say like I think that they're pushing into something that was, you know, maybe not something that before Toy Story was willing to push into and they were kind of giving them a little bit of credit for that. But they're also just noting like this is the last time that, you know, Tom Hanks and Tim Allen are probably going to be recording Toy Story Four. So which, strange, to me. but did they not think that on Toy yeah, Story they, Three? Yeah, you exactly know what I mean? Like, how did you not like, think dude. that? That's how like the story felt like a wrap up. You yeah. know what I mean? So I yeah, it's just when you add a, add something on to like a trilogy like that that I felt like was again so wrapped up, it feels a lot more like you are cashing a check. Yeah, cashing a check. And when you come out and say something like this about the new movie saying like it, it sounds like what I first heard was like, Oh, you guys thought toy story three was super sad. Toy Story 4 is going to be super... Because I think they're aware that that's like the most Woody's gripping got, element. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Woody's got Luke Carrick's disease. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> God. He has lupus. Uh, <laughs> but like, no, it, it just really sounds to me like it it's, it's like they're really trying to just add something on and like take advantage of something. And I think that um, it's made by Pixar, correct, yeah. right? And I think that the Pixar game hasn't been as strong as it used to be not that it's poor or anything but there's definitely been like within recent memory like misses in the franchise which i think before it had like almost a perfect record you know to where they kind of maybe going with the idea of like well let's just bring back some of these classics because this is time you know what i mean like it is time that like 20 years ago movies had come out yeah and it's 20 years is plenty of time to now like reinvent things and rework things well toy story was so fucking novel when we were watching it right yeah and then and that's what i'm wondering is, is like are they going to try and gear more towards us who grew up with it or like mid twenties? <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Like, well, is it going to be for us? Yeah. I mean, are they going to try and actually delve into stuff that's less like based around, you know, like a children's tale, you right. know, I, again, I, I'm not trying to say there aren't aspects of the story that have adult, you know, appreciate like that an adult can appreciate. I guess I'm just trying to get at like, you know, their main audience is probably not kids anymore. You know, yeah. it's probably not the 10 year olds and, and stuff like they'll probably still enjoy it. But the people that really wrote the checks for those films right. are us. True. And so it's like, you know, what is the strategy at this point? Yeah. yeah, yeah our parents. Sure. <laughs> 
Well, it's got to be stuff that we enjoy because like kids will enjoy most things that are animated. Yeah, you right. Know what I mean? So, so they're probably not too shocked about their or not they're not yeah. too like upset or concerned yeah. about there being a fourth Toy Story. Like they're not going to think about it until it's the summer that it's out and it's like you want to go see Toy Story four because yeah. I can't stand listening to you speak right yeah. now. Exactly right. <laughs> What's going to make you stop talking? Yeah, seriously. Oh man, some flashing lights on the screen. Well, <sighs> I mean, unless anybody else has anything to say about it, I've got some really like stirred up emotional feelings right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel. Me I feel too. like I I need to take a break. I don't even know if I can resettle. get through this half. I think I can with the help of this beer, but let's not talk about it right now. Okay, okay. Let's come back for a halftime. Maybe talk about some of this alcohol that we're drinking here. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> 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 Boop. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Just keep all those. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> if you want to keep up with the show after the microphones have turned off, be sure to follow us on social media by searching Witty Banter Show on Twitter and Instagram and liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash witty banter podcast. Want to steer the conversation or be a part of the show? Just go on down to wittybantershow.com and leave us a suggestion for a beer or a question for us to answer on the show. And if you like what we're doing and you want to support the cause, head on over to iTunes and leave a review. And feel free to share it with your friends. Let's get back to it. This beer, Hunter, is a nice change of pace. You know, I was talking earlier before about it's the holidays and naturally this is where all the gimmicks come out you know how many pumpkin beers or nutmeg fucking whatever's can you put out <laughs> couldn't think PSL. of another word for beer but this is like a classic double ipa taste yeah man and this is really good so far i like it a lot yeah again it's this big juicy double ipa and um it is juicy a heady nose yeah it's, it's 100 percent nice is juicy yeah it's a little juicy but not in like a tropical like fruity sense. in a fruity way it's like a like a watermelon yeah you know? it's like robust but not with like a crap ton of flavor and not with a crap ton of alcohol it's just like very much there and present the texture and yeah just flavor profile it's I feel it all over my tongue yeah when i drink it man which makes me feel like i'm you know got my mouth full juicy. it's like it's like i guess it drinks a little easier than a nine percent yeah, even though I've, it does drink a lot easier than I would expect for a nine for a nine percent. Like I think a double the last IPA beer we had was like eight point five, and that was way more brutal to drink than this. Yeah, one hundred percent. This is definitely has way more of a smoother taste. But like the elements, for some reason, like the elements of it being an IPA are not forgotten at the same time. Oh yeah, for like sure. I still recognize the malt and the bitterness. There's still the barrier to entry. Not gonna lie to you, I like this beer a lot. I do too. Good choice. Good on you, champion. What about you, Chase? How's New Game Plus going? How's for that this Cole Islay or whatever? You know, I told you that it was a 12-year, and that kind of gives me a like tip-off that it might be like the entry level, maybe a little more gruff, not as refined. Yeah. I think if you would have given me like a blind taste test, I would pin this as like a, a quality that way supersedes whatever preconceived notion I had because of its label. Yeah. Um, it's easy to drink. Like they mentioned on the bottle, uh, being that 43% alcohol by volume, but the flavor of that peated uh, character, which is the prime character of scotch. Like, that is what you drink scotch for. That flavor is so strong, um, but, like, manageable that... So I've, I've poured up my second one, and I don't know. I guess flavor-wise, I can't give you more than just it's peated, but there's just something about the experience of of what it's giving me that's just so perfect. Like, 
it's just like I don't really need anything else because this one note is so enjoyable, you know? Yeah. Like Have hitting. you had this before? I don't know. No, I, this I isn't think New this, Game Plus? No, this, this isn't New Game Plus. No, no, this is New Game Plus and the DLC that I didn't play. This is oh, DLC that you bought. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, go. yeah, no, right. absolutely, for sure. Okay. Well, that sounds really fucking good, man. I mean, it sounds like it's doing one thing really, really right, which is cool. Yeah, and I think the drinkability might make it good for that entry-level kind of step, which I've been talking about a lot recently. I think the last run of, of alcohols have actually been really use, like user-friendly and fucking good Gateway for that, alcohols. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Marijuana alcohols. This is the Gateway Whiskey. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> gateway Whiskey. It's a fucking sweet band name. That's a cool band name. Yeah, Gateway Whiskey. <laughs> sounds fucking very cool. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, we play music, you know, but we also play games here. We as well. All right. Mm-hmm. Now I got Oh, oh, hold up. I'm just getting something here. This is a surprise alert here. Chase brought a game today, mm-hmm. which means I'm going to actually be a competitor with you today, Hunter. I hope you're oh, ready for, for a that. change. No more fucking free points over here. Off we're going to start. Free we're going to start. Fucking, you know. <laughs> we tied no more the little last league. Game. No more little league here. All right. <laughs> you're playing with the big dogs. We're the big dog shit. All right. I am the big dog. I am the one who knows. Now, this is a big <laughs> dog game. This gentlemen, today, it's time to play Metal or Magic. Oh, oh shit. Right, dude. The classic that being Metal or said, Magic? Uh-oh. it's a special edition of Metal or Magic. This is like Black Metal or Magic. Oh. And here's the twist. All the metal songs are from black metal bands that I have been listening to for the past couple of years. Classic black metal bands off of classic black metal albums that kind of created the genre and all of the all the magic cards are of the black variety that's fucking dope there you go those were the best ones to look for yeah for sure swamps gotta love it oh swamps zombies (laughs) you're gonna have to uh you know bear with me a little bit since i don't always run the games but i have nine questions here i'm gonna let you guys choose from them that way we don't go in order and we kind of eliminate that meta uh, of course, you're going to have the ability for using a lifeline where I will give you either the name of the song or the name of the card. And okay. in Metal or Magic, do we let people steal for wagering a point? Uh, it's been a while since we played, but I, I think, think that you, you can. You get to decide that, yeah. I think that you can. At least get one. I mean, do we yeah. have a steal? Or I think steals are, are, are steals usually pretty, make it a little more spicy. Yeah. yeah. Let's, uh, let's make sure the steal is on the table then. Okay. There's a steal available. Cool. All right, so let's fucking jump right into it. Max, I'm going to make you go first since you're not Sweet. always com- competing. I want you to kick us off. And like I Please. said, we've got one through nine, and then I have some tiebreakers if it gets down to that. Awesome. Yeah, well, let's, let's do this thing. Okay. Which one are you going to pick? Uh, give me right in the middle, number five. Mm-hmm. Number five. All right. And then, okay, hold on. <laughs> Wait, up the up, up. <laughs> Well, want to make sure that everyone knows the rules. Yeah, absolutely. I'm Don't accidentally read, sing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read text that is either from a metal lyric, from a metal song, right. or it is flavor text from a magic card, just for those right. of you who might yeah, be new to the be game. Episode, newbies. For sure. Gotcha. All right. Number five, Max. Yeah. They shall give us all they have as penance for their resistance, their ships, their goods, their rebellious blood. Okay. Now, I, I, you know, I've done so many of these games myself that I'm like, I'll just look for all the things that you kind of, yeah, that, you have an that, in. like, you know, that I, that would fuck me up or would like, you know, make me feel like was a giveaway. But 
I mean, already from the beginning, I really have no idea what I'm doing. Right? Yeah. So I <laughs> Dude, heart. it's... Yeah. Go it's with your heart. Heart of the cards. It's got to go with my heart, right? Um, which is why I am going to say... Heart of the black. Uh... There's a there's there is a rhythm to it. Like there could be a rhythm to the way this is spoken. There's like a listing at the end as well. So uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say that's a black metal song. All right, you're locking in for black metal, Hunter. Locking would you disagree with that? Just for fun? Yeah. Could you say it one more time? They shall give us all they have as penance for their resistance, their ships, their goods, their rebellious blood. I think this might be magic. So I'm, I yeah. w- I might. I might lean the other way if I was if I was up for if it. If you were the one, it's a split decision. But Max locked in for a metal song. Mm-hmm. That's a shame because that is a magic card. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> that is Bishop of the Bloodstained, and he's Fucking a creature sick. card. Fucking awesome! Damn, yeah. very cool. Trust stuff. me, that's dope. <laughs> Hunter, what do you want? One through nine. That's not number five. Give me number eight. All right, not quite the eight. end, but close. Here we go. Like Toy Story 3. Yeah. <laughs> Who Once? knew there was number nine? Sorry. <laughs> you wouldn't believe how emotional it was. <laughs> Once every seven years, it flies on spectral wings over the moors of ancient battlefields. Ooh, I mean, that could be describing some sort of creature. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking. But that's kind of on the nose. I, I, I mean, it sounds like kind of obviously magic. Mm, which makes you think it's not. Yeah. Right. So Chase either is doing a double meta. Or he's either doing a no meta or a double meta. Yeah. Well, those would be the same, right? So he's right. He's yeah. So why don't you exactly <laughs> figure your shit out? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he's either knowing and baiting me on this, and saying he's gonna think this is gonna be a magic, and then going black metal, Oop. finding a Hook nice line. little magic sounding black metal song. Right. Which or is the objective? Just, or you know, or it just is a very accessible magic limerick. I hear a lot of wind over there, Hunter. What's the, what's the answer? To I'm going to yeah. go... <laughs> for right now, I'm going to play it safe. And I'm going to say this is a magic card. Right on. Going with the numbers. Yeah, just I would going have said with, the same. Yeah, just going with the numbers, I'd say. So that's what I'll say. Right. Well, you do have that connection to Black Hunter, and it has kept you true here. <laughs> that is the Grave Waker. And he's a creature card. Fucking that sweet. is a magic grave waker. Yeah, God man, <laughs> that's gotta be such a sick job. When are you gonna play magic? I don't know. Dude? Hopefully soon. Come yeah, on. I was like on the verge of building a new deck, making this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a black metal deck. All right, we have started with a one point lead to the H man, <laughs> much in the same way of last week. Max, are you gonna put a stop quickly to this streak? Yeah, what number are you going straight. for? I'm number three. Better cauterize this gash. <laughs> All right, here we go. Rising from my deadly tomb, I've got maddened eyes with fright. That's a metal song for sure. It's got to be. I would agree. Yeah. Mm, pretty confident. <laughs> Hunter, <damn> it. <laughs> I would agree. I would agree this is a metal song. Oh, yeah. That's good. Your confidence is steering you correctly. That is Raise the Dead by Venom, and it's a metal oh, song. Sweet. It's okay. a cool band, too. It was just a little bit short, a little curtailed. A little too short, which makes me think that the next line would have given it away. Would have given it, yeah, yeah. or just or been like so too unassociated. Yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> nice. Gotcha. Here. Okay. Yeah. We're tied up one to one. Hunter, can you extend the lead? Which one did you pick? I got three, so we got like three, five, and eight. Uh, four. Going to the Number evens. four. So fast. All right, Hunter. Someone's got to offset your bullshit. 
The words are flames like flowers, like blood, fires of freedom, flowers of doom. Damn. Mm. That's tricky. This one doesn't give itself away as much. No, 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 it doesn't. I mean, I can imagine it. I can imagine it both ways. I mean, that's all I can say. So, flames <laughs> like flowers, like blood. And what was the second part? Fires of freedom, flowers of doom. I just. I don't really see how this could play into a magic mechanic. So I think I just gotta say black, like a black metal song. Yeah, I, and I also am trying to think of like remember it, we we know that they're black metal bands and it's black decks or black cards, right? Yeah. Yep. Flames are not as necessarily associated with black cards. Yeah. So I would agree with you on that. Okay. All right. Nice. You guys are in agreement, and you guys are both correct again. Woo-hoo! We have nice. a metal song that is "Dawn of Megiddo" by Celtic Frost. Celtic and that Frost. Celtic Frost. Very cool. <laughs> They're pretty sick band. Is there any Celtic in that in that Frost? I mean, you'd have to listen to find <laughs> out. <laughs> That's for you to decide. Is that a cryptic question? <laughs> I think so. It's a loaded one for sure. All right, Chase. Give me the tip. Number nine. Just the number nine. All right. Just number but nine. Please. That's the tip, or is that the the end of the girth? There is that full is that the beginning? Is it the base? You starting at the end? <laughs> That's the base. <laughs> <laughs> you start. I guess that makes sense. You're all the way down. All right. Give me that. Hunter, or Max, for you. Uh huh. Drinking the poisoned blood, I enter my shadowed coffin. Fuck, man. Poisoned blood, I enter my shadowed coffin. I. I don't really know what to say. I mean, nothing really stands out to me right out the gate. You know. I think saying I a lot usually means it's probably a magic card. You know, because usually metal songs tend to be narratives. At least from my experience. Not always, right? It, Not always. I, I don't know what you're saying. I but mean, they tend there's... to like, be recalling events, you know? Yeah. Yeah. A little more often. Not always. But, of course. Not again, hard and fast. I'm playing with my heart here. I'm not yeah. confident. You've also, you know, you've been the one pouring through the internet. You've got a little bit of experience. That is it. true. I, I'm hoping to run across one that I've this. seen before. Yeah. Right? Who knows? We've probably done these before on the show, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, not at one point in time, yeah, we're just right. going to do all cards that we've already done. Next week, yeah. Snickerdy. Snickersnee. Snickersnee. Yeah. That's an inside joke. I'm going to go for a card. I think that's a card. All right. I would disagree. I'm not going to dick on the table, but I would disagree. I'm going to say right. this is a uh, metal song. Keeping the dick in the pants. Right. <laughs> which is a bit of a bummer because that is a metal song. Fuck, <laughs> man. Your dick could have done some business out here. Yeah. That is under a funeral. <laughs> that's under a funeral moon by Dark Throne. Fucking cool. That sounds like a black metal band. It does. I don't know about yeah, Cuffin Frost, you. but Dark Metal Throne, that gets me there. For sure. All right, so Hunter, we're over to you. You can choose from seven, six, two, or one. You know, if you're going to go with the base, I'll actually go back to the tip, and I'll, uh, right. I'll do number one. Start from the bottom. Yeah. Damn. Now Full thrust. Here. All right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hunter. Three dudes. <laughs> <laughs> three dudes yeah. in the podcast. <laughs> three dudes, a podcast, and a thrust. Let's see this thing. The words for you to consider. For all those who cried aloud, but whose tears were never heard. 
Say it again. Say it again. For all those who cried aloud, but whose tears were never heard. Yeah, I could see this being a magic card. But I could see it being a metal, a metal song. song. Um, Interesting. But maybe it's a metal lyric. <laughs> we should make a game. Yeah, I mean the thing, the thing that pops out to me is like again trying to go with like mechanics of the of the game, and I I mean I know like you know being stealthy isn't <laughs> like an important aspect of magic, but I could see they're playing into a card where like you take something away from somebody, and then that's kind of like the mechanic, right? right? Like taking away the voices or whatever. So um, I just got to go with the gut. I got a healthy lead. I'm gonna say it's, it's a magic card. Says it's a magic card, huh? Yeah. Can I hear that um, one more time? For all those who cried aloud, but whose tears were never heard. Hunter sitting at two points. Max, you've got one. You can wager, but it's gonna make the the hill pretty steep for you. <laughs> steep one for me, for sure. <laughs> a little too steep for my taste, but I do agree or I do disagree. But I'm not going to wager anything because if I lose now, there's no coming back. Okay. I got to save it for squeezing out a victory. Okay. You guys really got to trust your dicks and put those on the table. (laughs) (laughs) That's a metal song. (laughs) Yeah. God damn it. It's not that I don't trust my dick. I'm so sorry, dick. (laughs) My dick is angry. Yeah, I'm just not so willy-nilly with it. I don't trust my brain. (laughs) Yeah. It's a dangerous world out here. I'm trying to protect it. That is for (laughs) all those who died by Bathory. Fucking sweet. Bathory is awesome. Yeah. Alright, Max. You've got a little bit of a gap to overcome. You can go with number two, number six, or number seven. Give me number two. Alright. Is this his last one? Sure. If there's not a tiebreaker, <laughs> right? If there's not a tiebreaker, this would be number four for each of us. I thought we were going all the way through the do you have extra ones past nine or was the last yes. one? Okay. I have nine, nine and then. yeah, we, we're gonna go through all all nine. Right. I'm All right. I'm going to go twice. Oh, yeah, he's right. It isn't <laughs> That's, even. That's okay. It's okay. Okay. It's I good. don't know how to make these fucking games, guys. Right, I'm trying to have times. fun. Would you guys have fun here? I yeah. like fucking rules, up? man. These are really... All right. The words for you to consider, Max. Inspiration is red as rubies, flowing like honeyed wine. Inspiration is red as rubies, flowing like honeyed wine. That's a metal song. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Damn. Stone face confidence. Yeah. Hunter, do you share be. that? Is it I, so obvious to you? I feel like it's it's rhythmic. It's like it's definitely a, a rhythmic limerick. <laughs> but <Ooh-hoo. laughs> I don't I guess I can also see like inspiration being something where it's like you're kind of beefing somebody up or that something is like getting doubled or excess in the game so I don't know I I, I don't even have a a, a, a vote I'll, I'll let uh, Max kind of kind of ride out with this one right what's the verdict Chase alright Max you said that was a metal song correct I did that's a bummer because that's god a magic card it. god fucking damn it <laughs> We're keeping steal. things. Steal pretty soon. Is that an enchantment? Yeah. So that is the anointed deacon. And he's a creature card. He's a vampire. Mm. Fuck. Good job, Mr. Deacon. <laughs> nice. All right, Hunter. Interesting. Tricked me. You can, okay. brace it. you can put it in the bag here. 
You got number six or number seven? Okay. I'm going to go number seven. Lucky number seven. Lucky number seven. Hunter's lucky number. <laughs> the words for you to consider. Most people's lucky number. <laughs> but mostly Hunter's. All right. The words for you to consider. Coven of Black Mist, sing for me ceremonial hymns of purest blasphemy. That just sounds so metal. Yeah, that's got to be metal, <laughs> right? But so do a lot of flavor text. I just, I mean, it's just got to be black metal. Mm. I, I, I got no more to say. I don't it's have just, too many options here, do I? Do I got to? You kind of got to put the dig I gotta on I got to lay thing. it out, right? Um, can I hear it one more time? Coven of Black Mist. Sing for me ceremonial hymns of purest blasphemy. And you say that's a metal song? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, we're going to push into 11. We're doing all these. Or at oh, least 10. We? Yeah, we're okay, going. Okay, that's fine. I didn't well, know you okay, had if that. If we're going to go to 10, then I'm not going to do anything now. I didn't know you had Because, again, okay. that could kill me forever. Okay. I can at least recover if you get this right. So I'm not going to say can anything. You? Oh, I can. <laughs> You'll see. Okay. All right. Hunter called it out. That's Frozen by Ice Winds from the band Immortal. That was close. That Blasphemy was a, was a Blasphemy is a very a takeaway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a word from the, the word jumble, the word jargon that yeah. they use a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <sighs> Sprinkle with those his, in wherever you need. With his battered uh, bla- blasphemy. Battered blasphemy. <laughs> nice. Sick, dude. Sick, bro. And then you bring the riff back, but slower. <laughs> All right, Max, we're giving you time to rally. Mm -hmm. You can choose from number six, number 10, number 11. This will be the last round for both of you. I got to go into the the secret, into the depths that you weren't planning on using. Yeah, the uncovered, Mm -hmm. unveiled. Give me the real base. (laughs) You thought it was over. Oh, what's that? Deep in the grundle. Two more. (laughs) Let's go to number 11. Number 11. Oh, my God. Max, the words for you to consider. From the yeah. dark age, the passage hail, created by witchcraft and hate. From the dark age, the passage hail, created by witchcraft and hate. You know what, man? I'm going to go with a... Fuck. Uh, Remember, you have your lifelines, guys. You can. Oh yeah, hold up. Give me a lifeline. Yeah. Holy moly, that was close. Yeah. Give me a lifeline, please. All right. The name of either the song or the card is "Demon's Gate." Hmm. Great. It's not super. <laughs> <laughs> it's not sweet. There's the one word for me that's a telltale sign. Which means that it's Ooh. a magic card. Because that's what you. You're just gonna take the bait like that? (laughs) Are you locking in? Why are you looking at me? Give me it. It's a magic card. It's a magic. Hunter, you've got some. You got some change to throw around. You're sitting three-one. Are you trying to? Trying to steal here? So, if I steal and miss, then we're even up. It's a tie game. It's a tie game. But then you solidify your victory right off the bat. I'd rather solidify my victory. In a uh, in a nice classic way. Oh, okay. I nice and my, my telltale sign was witchcraft. I don't think they really talk about witchcraft and magic that much. I would have said this was a, a black magic song. Damn it! Why'd you set? Damn. Me? Or a black metal. Song. A, well, you could have sealed the deal, Hunter, because that is a metal song. 
God damn it. Is it a... Oh, fuck, man. That's Demon's Gate by Candlemass. Very cool. A classic. Candlemass that is cool, too. That didn't help too much. No, it didn't. <laughs> All right, Hunter. It looks like you're cruising on over to victory. To victory yeah, please waddle past the line <laughs> as I stumble over my broken <laughs> legs, yes. crawling on all Would fours. Would you like number 10 or number 6? Uh, 10. I'll also go into the depths. Okay. The words for you to consider. Forever restless, forever growing in number. Magic card. Damn. Really? Yeah. So confident, I'm gonna so cool. going to steal it, though. Sounds like a zombie horde. Wow, this guy. He's been around the block. He's listened to a yeah, lot of metal songs. He's played a lot of magic. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty exposed to black metal. Yeah, for sure. If they're Black metal hunter, I'm that's what we call it. probably the most metal of everyone. <laughs> I can that see I that know. for sure. <laughs> that at least I know. But I also see that you're full of shit, which is why I'm going to steal that for sure to uh-huh. close up the gap. Okay. So. All right. Well, that's a shame because that puts us at 0-4 to Hunter. <laughs> it is indeed a magic card. <laughs> That is wonder and oh, death, boy. and it's a sorcery. Oh, yeah. okay. So, guys, thank you for playing my little game. I appreciate it's you putting it together. That was good. I like the black spin on it. There's a lot of pressure on this side, man. That's that's it's heavy. It's not right. fun, is it? <laughs> it's not fun. Yeah. You gotta just. I do to this to you guys all the shit. time. This sucks. Holy cow! Big dog. Yep. Gotta yeah. eat. Big dogs <laughs> out here. Old, too old. All right. I don't understand the new school. I already ate before I came. I don't all get right. it now. The games were different back then when I played. <laughs> It was honest. Oh, man. Thank you so much for bringing the game, Sarah. Yeah, that was great. That was a lot of fun. Uh, If you'd be so kind, would you take us on over to the mail corner? Absolutely. In the mailbag today, Tony Wozni is checking in. He's got a question about Netflix and the future of streaming services. He asks, now that Netflix is seemingly focused on original content, I find myself watching familiar shows on Hulu a lot more. Do you guys think these services will continue to lean towards self-made content, and how do you see them developing over the next decade or two? I like that. Yeah, no, it's a good question, and uh, I think that they will. I think I think Netflix will, at least. I think Netflix yeah. is definitely picking up that... that um, torch or whatever you want to call it and becoming that sort of streaming service that is providing almost like an HBO style. Yeah. They're starting content, to leeway, you know, HBO making mm-hmm. their own kind of, th- kind of stuff and being more, you know, familiarized with that. I've just, I have noticed the same thing that generally speaking, when I'm going to find shows that are like either airing now or are like just content from the, at least with TV shows, I'm pretty much always going to Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Netflix has also kind of stepped up. It's like movie game though. Cause they get like really new, Releases and tons of comedy, tons yeah. of Netflix oh, exclusive Netflix original comedy routines. Comedy, yeah, sure. they have a shit ton of stand up. That's a big way. And there's to a go lot as of well. people, both both comics and other uh, show producers, who say that Netflix is incredibly hands off. That they basically sign the contract, give you creative freedom, and walk away. And yeah, for a lot of people, shit, which is great. Yeah, which is what a lot of people kind of yearn for. Um, I've also seen Amazon Studios making more movies. We were just talking about Suspiria. a movie today. Yeah. yeah, which is an Amazon um, production as well. So there's definitely people getting into the game. But the question over whether, like, do you want new exclusive TV shows versus using these services for kind of like comfort food, where do you guys kind of fall on that? Because personally, I don't watch new TV, like hardly ever. So right. I am in that sort of comfort food mentality, or I look for stand-ups 
and Netflix really does offer like a lot of that. I don't know. I mean, I find myself watching Hulu more because it does act as more of a repository of things that I already know I like. Um, that being said, I think that Netflix has made and started proving themselves as coming out of this transitional phase where like, hey guys, we're going to come out with a bunch of our own content that like you don't really care about or like. <laughs> and now it's like actually getting a little bit more quality. They're getting a lot like better uh, casting on all their stuff. Uh, I think, you know, actors are starting to see the signs that like this is the future. And like if we want to be relevant and have something that is sort of like a, I don't want to say epidemic. That sounds like a bad thing, but like a widespread cultural phenomenon that like being on a streaming service like this is a very good way to go. And so I think that, you know, they just serve different purposes. I like Hulu more because of how, because how it serves me, but I also am starting to watch some Netflix original series like Ozarks. Um, I kind of want to try out that maniac one that, uh, Seth, uh, Jonah Hill and Emma Stone. Is that what it's called? Maniac? Yeah. I kind of want to check that one out. I mean, there's, and then I always love the, the standups. I mean, Joe Rogan just came out with a standup. That was clutch. So I think they just kind of serve two different realms and I have no problem with them taking up those different parts of the, of the landscape. I think eventually cable is going to die. Yeah. And Netflix may be either like aware of that or just like so flushed with cash that they're sort of like preparing for that. You know what I yeah. mean? Cause I think that once cable, if cable does like die at some point within the next 10 years, then streaming services have to kind of figure out something else to provide new content. Um, when it comes to Netflix, I mean, they put out a lot of really amazing original content or just stuff that it like really branches out to like their own animes to movies that I've really enjoyed, like hold the dark to, um, shows I've really enjoyed like house or haunting of house or Hill house. Mm -hmm. Um, and other things that I think that allow them to step outside the box the same way again, that HBO does. I, like I said, I think that they, all my streaming services serve some sort of like, you know, utility. Yeah. I think Netflix does that. Netflix. I'm literally looking at Netflix as a channel more than anything. Hmm. looking for newer stuff that's going to come out like stand-ups and stuff like that. I uh, use Hulu for finding the things that I want to watch that are like relevant in cable. And then I use Amazon prime as sort of kind of an in-between like the ability to rent movies or to watch movies or things that have been out. So, yep. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm into it. Yeah, we'll find out. All right. Dunter Horset is coming in with the next question. What do you believe in more ghosts or aliens? Dunter, dick on the table, horset. Aliens. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I believe in aliens. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if the manifestation of aliens would seem ghostly to me. You know? I mean, we have no fucking idea what an alien would be like. Maybe they're ghosts. Maybe they're ghosts. You know? Maybe they're extra dimensional beings, and we can barely even grasp the understanding of what it's like to be around them. Right. Um... Maybe they're spooky. Um, <laughs> I think it's almost a guarantee that yeah, they're spooky. Yeah, they're probably very spooky. But, I, I mean, I just in coming um, into more and more sort of thinking about the vastness of space, I think I just, it's impossible to deny the existence of the extraterrestrial, probability. yeah, extraterrestrial life. Shape. 
Um, the keys and the numbers. That being said, the like everybody should everybody should do a little research and and listen to the Fermi paradox because it's a it's an interesting thing. It's basically like, you know, it's it's contemplating why we wouldn't have heard from um, like alien civilizations or whatever by now, given that we've been spinning out for the last like seventy years at almost light speed you know, radio waves and stuff. And maybe that's not, you know, a crazy amount of time given the the length of the universe. But Fermi Paradox is an interesting counter argument to aliens, but definitely aliens more than ghosts. That's my take. Yeah, no, I agree. There's something very magical about the idea of there being aliens, but ghosts do also horrify me. That's the ghosts thing. Ghosts are spooky. I don't believe in ghosts, but I go through my day-to-day life as if they're real. What? In the sense that I can definitely be terrified of a spooky house. Oh, yeah. You know, for sure. Like, if I'm in, if I walk into a place that is like advertised as legitimately haunted, just adopting that notion puts me in a scared place. Even though in my heart of hearts, I do not believe in any sense of the word in ghosts, especially in like the more kind of religious context of them, you know? I mean, right. y'all have watched or on the uh, on our group chat, scary movies and stuff have come up a lot, and that's why I like them though. I mean, scary, like movies are such like stylized narrative adventures of things that can't happen in the real world for the most part. Yeah, like things like that are obviously there are examples of things that can, but yeah, you know, I guess another way of framing the question is: is do we believe in supernatural anything? Something that is no. beyond our realm of comprehension. Well, I don't know. I think well, that okay. We do. There's yeah, there's two <laughs> different sides of that. There's like the there's I if there is if there if there are aliens who really can like see time for what it is and like operate in dimensions that we can't even fathom. Like I'm totally open to. Okay, let me put it to you this way: <laughs> if it is possible in physical reality, I will believe in it. If mm-hmm. it is not. I will not. If it is within the realm of physics to be possible, there's no reason why it shouldn't be possible. Yeah, but physics is growing every day. And what's possible in physics wasn't possible 50 years ago. Absolutely. But that's what I'm saying is like even in a predictive manner where you say this should be possible, we just can't do it now, then I believe that we will eventually be able to do it. Okay. So based on, yeah, okay. Yeah. But they're still following the laws of physics as we know now. Exactly. So anything that breaks empirical scientific method, I'm not about. About gravity. Gravity? What are you talking about? What about (laughs) discovery? The way what about the tidal waves? You mean the gravity? Can you explain the gravitational waves? Yeah. How do you explain that? You can't explain the tide. (laughs) The moon moon get there. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody knows that. Dunter, thanks for the question. I'm going to go ahead and end the mailbag segment there. Take it home, Max. All right, gang. Uh, Any final words to say about this brew daddy? Amarillo by morning, you juicy son of a gun. (laughs) I think we like you. No, it's it's a really good beer. I think that it's approachable for being a double IPA for sure. I think it's delicious. Um, It allows you to embrace all of the aspects of an IPA without them feeling overbearing or like they're bitter for the sake of being bitter. I think it uses the flavors really well. And I think it is it's juicy. It's delicious. Yeah. So I like this one a lot. 
it's 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 uh it hits on all the good points of IPAs, but it's not too much. It's it's still drinkable for a nine percent double IPA, you know. Right. Uh, I think it's kind of funny on the on the illustration of it. They just have random nugs just flying around. <laughs> <laughs> nugs, man. It's like they're not in any sort of am re- I right? Like, yeah, there's not in any sort of like understandable orientation. They just like copied and pasted a nug. On top yeah, put of a the nug picture. there. Turn it 40 degrees. Um, yeah. And so I, I think it's very good. I think we both like it. We'd give it a thumbs up and a pound. Absolutely. Thumb and pound. Dope. Um, I fucking really like this scotch. It is so indicative of what scotch is. And that's cool. Like, it's easy to drink because if it's lighter alcohol content, and it is peaty as shit. Like, I, I bet people who don't like scotch would drink this and be like, yeah, this is why I don't like scotch. But then at the same time, I could turn around to new scotch drinkers and, be, and say like, this is what scotch has to offer. And it's not too, it's not too harsh. It's not too complex. This is what the peat smoky flavorness is. And that is still a robust, deep flavor. It has those leathery, smoky um, tones to it that do like start to dip into the realm of like maybe nutty or chocolatey flavors. Um, but I, I'm real. I am having a hard time digging for more like flavor notes as much as I am just trying to express that like it's been a joy to drink this thing. Like I, I don't know. Like that's sort of all I can really offer. It's, it's great, dude. I, and I've been drinking it with ice, so I have been um, introducing like water into it and watering it down, and it's it's been f- fucking fantastic. I'm I'm gonna give the Cole Isla like three thumbs up and a and a hell yeah. Fucking tight, man. I think we're getting similar takeaways from Yeah, for things. sure. Everything on the show today was delicious. Mm-hmm. That's what it sounds like, man. But <laughs> uh, you say so myself. But I'm going to be real with you, audience. It's not always been that way. You don't believe me? That's okay. Because you can always we go can down. We can prove it. We can prove it. You can go down to wittybantershow.com where you have all of our episodes are posted, as well as uh, ways for you to actually email into the show directly. You can also follow us on Twitter. You can follow the whole show at Witty Banter Show. You can follow Chase at Potatious Chase. You can follow me at Probably Max. Uh, if you're catching that little bit of that Bitcoin bug that's mm-hmm. been going around, you can go on down to Crypto Diesel. He says he's got something that's going to fucking blow your mind in the works. Yep. This next episode is going to turn your world upside down. It's going to be fucking <laughs> And then wild. right side up and you're going to be like, whoa. Yeah, and you're like, oh, I'm back to normal. But I do understand a lot more about Bitcoin. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, check him out on Crypto Diesel. Gentlemen, thank you so much again for joining me. I'm glad you arrived back safe and sound, Chase from Tijuana. Glad to have yeah, you back here in the good old America. All right. We did mm-hmm. it. And let's go ahead and head on out of here. Alright, beat up up beep beep beep. Free flop free flop. Like she got involved with some school shooting or some shit, yeah, or something, something like, like that. Real dramatic. So yeah, when you mentioned like oh so saying something about society at large, it's like you're either going to say something that can be so uh, can be abstracted to such larger takeaways that it 
transcends and becomes somewhat timeless because it commentates on like human nature or civilization but if you try to make a specific statement about contemporary times that is the quickest way to age yourself and in five years it could be fucking terrible yeah sure. so you know? it's like if they it's if, not relevant yeah, anymore. yeah it's like if they if yep. they note Hopefully. on something like that like a school shooting or something then it's like oh okay well yeah yeah, exactly. even though those are just going on forever. So. Yeah, <laughs> even though we're, yeah. those aren't going anywhere. Yeah, I don't think those are going Talk about timeless. Yeah, for real. <laughs> just awful. Dude, you got to cut that in somehow. Come on. Talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> awful. Please. What's more timeless than school shootings? Let's be real. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah. That's awful. <laughs> Jesus. That's oh like the my darkest god! Shit that's ever I been. fucking. That is but so very true. Funny. Fucking true as shit. Put it in oh the episode, god. dude. I dare For real. you. So can, yeah, be, yeah. I fucking dare you. <laughs> oh man. Well, now that we got that out of our system.